The Comedy Store would like you to know that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are strictly those of the speakers or authors and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by the Comedy Store and its affiliates. This one's really good to me. And uh, just over the top good. I bought you two black shirts because Italians should wear black. This is her here with me. Awesome. Yes. And... um, Anyway, so I was I got the Tonight Show. I got the Tonight Show through the improv and the waitresses at the improv. Wow. They, they brought Jim McCauley in to see me. I never auditioned for it. So I was totally relaxed because I was just up as a late nighter. You know, I, I was a late nighter there because this was the place I, I came to the most, you know, and, and I okay. was starting there, even though I was from New York and all that shit. Anyway, um, I get to the Tonight Show. I think, how am I going to introduce both of these clubs? So I figured it out. I go... He started at the Improv in New York, and you can see him at the Comedy Store main room this Saturday night. Thought, Perfect. Wow, good, yeah. What a nice way to cover it. So Mitzi's happy with it, and I get this call from uh, one of the one of the uh, managers at the Improv. How the fuck could you do that to us, man? You didn't you didn't plug us? I go, but I plugged the Improv in New York. Do you think people are going to come out here? And look at the improv here and go, well, that's not the improv he plugged. Let's, <laughs> let's, go, to, let's go to New York. We should fly to New York tonight. Oh, yeah. We better go to the comedy store out here because it's New York where they have the improv. <laughs> yeah, that's so crazy. you know what I did, which was the perfect thing for like Bud Friedman. Bud says, well, I want to talk with you. I, say, I go up to talk to him in his office and I say, and he says to me, he says, you know, we're very hurt that you didn't mention us. I said, but I did mention you. This, yeah. This is a geography problem. I mean, I mentioned the club, but the fuck. And anyway, I said the magic words to him. I said, Bud, Mitzi right now is giving me a living. If you're willing to pay me the, we, uh, the weekly salary I'm making here, I'll gladly. And I was just, I was just calling his bluff. Yeah. I said, I'll gladly stop working there. He goes, Dom, we always forgive around here. <laughs> Put his arm around me and that was the end of it. Never heard about them again. You're one of the only ones, honestly, that was able to work both clubs. Because I kill. kill. No, I mean to get away with it with Bud and Mitzi. Well, she just turned the other way with me. Yeah. Ron Ron Clark. Okay. He was the assistant manager, and and they pretty much discovered me, right? Okay. Freddie and Ron. And later, you know, Mencia and Paulie and those guys saw me. But, you know, they, they initially, as an open micer, they said, we think that this you guy. Yeah, have yeah. something. Okay. Right? So one day, Freddie's driving down Mitzi, sure, and she just says, I'm going to fire everybody. <laughs> Boy, that's so down unlike there. her. You that's work, so weird. You work, She's yeah, usually so yeah, fair. Yeah, I know, fair. And um, you worked at, in La Jolla? Yeah, I was you, living, yeah, working in La Jolla okay. at the time. I didn't know you worked there as well. And Freddie being, Freddie being, you know, an employee, also Mitzi is a very difficult, I mean, sure. I love her. And she but loved Freddie. She loved Freddie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like, I've had conversations w- with Mitzi too, and it's very difficult. You know, it's a, yeah. it's a one-way conversation. For sure. For we've sure, all right? Had yeah, yeah, we've all had yeah. that, right? Yeah. I was and her assistant for yeah, like five yeah. years. And you don't also, nightmare. you know, you don't want to say something that's going to, like, because she... She'll turn on you. Yeah, she'll turn on second. you, right? yeah. yeah. But I didn't know Mitzi at that specific time when, because um, I was on a paid regularly at the time. So when he was driving her down, she was saying, I'm going to fire everyone down there. I loved everyone down there because I started down there, right? And I felt that Freddie should have defended Fred Burns, right? I agree. and it, But this happens no, so frequently. Not only that, but I also, I wouldn't have said anything either. 
Right. If Mitzi said something like that, I would be like, right. oh, fuck. I mean, I don't want Sucks to for everyone. But what but am I going to do? I, I, you're yeah. looking after... It's you or them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know... Why put yourself so in the guillotine? So him and I got in and we were in the condo that night when she fired... I mean, she fired everybody. She really did fire everybody. It, it, yeah, yeah. it was a constant. It would happen a lot. A lot. And sometimes she would hire them back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like a day later. Or when like, she moved the, the club and yeah. brought it back. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. With Schubert and Holtzman closed it out. Right. <laughs> yeah. That was a great part. So Fred and, Freddie and I got in a huge fight about... Like almost shoving match i believe you know if freddie was here and we talked about it that that would be the 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 foundation of why it went wrong with that started like where it started i see i I think that that, i I think that's what it is okay and um me not knowing mitzi me not be listen i'm number one i don't know anyone in la i'm an open micer i want to make it right I'm an opportunistic person. <laughs> I had nothing else True. in my life, no college, nothing. Yeah. And this was it. So it's like, you know, with all those things into play, I'm not Do or proud die. of. Do or die. You guys I know how it. hard stand up is, of right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm not proud of some of the things that yeah. I've done to survive. All of us, yeah. So I believe that that's, and I came up here, and then so Eleanor was Freddie's best friend. Best friend, yeah. And so, and then she used to do the shitball thing. So then I'm thinking, <laughs> so I'm thinking, oh, but I, guys, she's with Freddie. Um, she's doing that shit because balls. of Freddie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But do, I am a ball breaker. <laughs> I know you are. Everyone. But I didn't know you. Equally. If now you say shitballs, I would laugh about, I'd yeah. say about, you should see the things I say. I apologize <laughs> about, all the about time. About the Irish? Oh. <laughs> you know, about like no, other Asians or other people, you know? Sure. This is, it's a comedy game, yeah. right? But... So I'm sensitive and all that stuff. And then, so then Eleanor just, I just stopped talking to her. Yeah, it was such an odd time, but you were oddly the most in charge. Yeah. So I like got off stage having like one of my first three decent sets. You just went, you're getting funnier sci-fi. And I was like, really? (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Voice crack. Yeah. But no, you were hilarious. But wait, okay, what? This is the Comedy Store Podcast. Oh, yeah. We forgot to introduce it. it. That's the best It doesn't matter. Yeah, we like to just talk shit. That's how punk rock this shit is still. We're punk rock. We got Kevin Christie with us today, guys. Can you uh, say your name and like what uh, nationality you are? (laughs) Your name is Kevin Christie. (laughs) Least favorite nationality. Third Scottish. Third Irish, third German. All right, so let's get to the third All of this. All boring. But wait, what? Okay, so what year did you come here? Because everything runs don't together. Rem- I think it must have been like 2001 or 2002, somewhere well, in there. They were the dead I, years. Yeah, I came in 2002, and I, you were on the friends and family. Yeah, list. I wasn't passed. I got on the friends and family. Well, back then it was just called employee list. Yeah, right. And I got on that quick, just because Bobby vouch for me because we had done an AMPM commercial together. So you're you're another Bobby brought in because yeah, honestly I a was. lot of people say Bobby I was a Bobby in. bring in because we did a commercial together and then I ran into him like a year later at a record store and I was like I, I want to and I'd gone to see him right after we did the commercial I came here on a Thursday and okay. he f- you know and for some reason it was packed and he fucking lit the room on fire and I was like oh shit this place is crazy and so like a year later I saw him at Amoeba and I was like hey I think I want to be a comedian <laughs> and he was like okay come meet with me at the coffee bean on sunset and I like the next day or wow. something and I was like here are my jokes and he goes your jokes don't matter um, come on Sunday <laughs> and Monday <laughs> come on Sunday and Monday I'll get you three minutes and I was like oh maybe I should wait and he goes if you don't show up I'll never help you again wow. and so I just wow. showed up and he like walked up to Ari he's like this is my friend. He's funny. Put him on. So he put me on. And then I just kept coming back 
and not bothering Ari. I would show up. I'd say, hey, I'm here, and I'd go sit in the back, and I wouldn't say a fucking word. Yeah. And everyone would it. bother him. Yeah. I mean, just pepper him yeah. nonstop. No, you got a spot, you got a spot, you got a spot. So if, if if he had an extra spot, he would give it to me. And it just, I ended up, I, I mean, I had a way easier time getting in here. I never did the open mic. I was basically on the employee list right away. I never did that. That's all I remember about you was, at first, was just like, Man, I wonder how this guy got in. He's like, <laughs> you and Kirk Fox were the two guys on the employee list that weren't employees. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, yeah. that was because he's Paulie. He buddy. was Paulie's yeah. friend. I just didn't understand how much. I don't even know that I was meant. on the list. I just would get put up. Every I, time. That's what I mean. Yeah. It was yeah. like. It's so funny because I got here. I was here for about two weeks. I literally started my job, moved into this room I was renting, and showcased for Mitzi on a Monday night. And I didn't get passed because I was—I probably wasn't ready because I did comedy for about two years in Philadelphia before I, I came right. out of here. And then I remember the night, it was about a year after Andy Kaufman died, and there was a character that he used to do called Tony Clifton. And Tony Clifton was appearing live in the main room. And it was a big deal. The whole press thought that uh, Andy's Andy going yeah. to pull the ultimate joke. And so this pink Corvette shows up with Angeline. You know that? Oh uh, yeah. She was a Billboard celebrity yeah, yeah. that drove in this thing. And I was uh, and Todd Lemish, who was a guy from Philadelphia, <laughs> used to work here. But uh, was that the, the Todd? The Todd. Yeah, yeah the nice. Todd. But he lost a few tiles on the reentry. We know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we've he, left. we've discussed. So, my, yeah. my creepiest <laughs> moment here involves him. Uh, okay. In recent so, years. So so yeah. so so fair enough. And and so he gets me a job. He goes, hey, you want to work this door because it seems like it's going to be packed and we don't have any people. And I said, yeah. So they slapped me on like a little blue shirt. I got to work the door. I got paid as a doorman for the first time. I was very excited. And Tony Clifton. And I thought, well, I'll be, uh, here? That was I'll be here? a witness. Yeah, it was here. Yeah. I'm in the main room. I go, I well, you said be blue a, shirt. That well, threw me well, off. Well, no, they had a blue shirt for the Tony Clifton. So you had to wear the blue oh, shirt. Oh, I the, see. It was a I special see. event. And so I came here and I worked here. And literally the guy was on stage for like 15, 20 minutes, threw a glass, splashed some water in someone's face flicked a lit cigarette at somebody and then literally stormed off stage and I said that's the best thing I've ever seen <laughs> and literally the show was over and the press was like what? what? and it's, what? it's Zamuda? It was too late, but yeah it was Bob Zamuda yeah. and, and that was too late before you knew it I was actually I became a regular doorman here um, well I, w- I was in the lot and back in, the, in those days it was pretty desolate but there was always uh a lot of nights when they had, strangely, the only time it was ever packed was on the black night mm-hmm. or urban night. I'm not sure how we're supposed to say it, but uh, black night, black night. So they would show get me up started. and uh, <laughs> and they would uh, they'd always want to park in the lot, no matter who it was, just nobodies. Yeah. And I'd be like, yeah, you can't park here. It's comics only. And, uh, you know, five times out of 10, they would be like. I'm a Wayans brother, and I just knew if they didn't give me a specific which Wayans brother they were, they're obviously just fucking with me trying to get in. Mm-hmm. So I'd always just be like, "Yeah, sorry, man, Wayans brothers don't park here." They'd leave because they weren't a Wayans brother. And then after about two or three months of that business, car pulled in and dude rolled down his window like maybe maybe four inches. Mm-hmm. I just saw the top of his his face, and I said. uh, yeah, sorry, man. Only comics can park here. He's like, I am a comic. I'm like, who are you? And I think he said Marlon. Marlon <laughs> Wayans. I go, all right, Marlon. Will you show me Keenan Ivory and I'll let you park here? <laughs> <laughs> and I was so excited. 
Because the dude was just mean mugging me, just like staring back at me, and then the back window just rolled down. And it was just Keenan Ivory with a big smile on his face. Shut up, you shut your face. And I was like, oh, okay, you can go park over there. And then he got out, and he was so cool. He was like, man, you have no idea how great it is. I was just, just going to say, they would love that. See someone just busting your brother's balls, and then to be able to be in the car and hear that. I was like, yeah, sorry, man. People say they're one of your brothers a lot. It's all good, man. I also want to apologize to you, Rick, because um, years ago I played Caroline's and um, Rick was Rick what? was emceeing and um, his tummy hurt. True. All weekend. So he was just laying down in the green room. Yeah. And Is I kept going, real? you fucking yeah. pussy. Yeah. Get up. Uh, and hey. then Monday he found out he had diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> and he kept so. telling me too. He's like, <laughs> he kept going. Uh, you better not die because uh, I, I used to take pills, and if you die, people are going to blame me somehow for your death. Yeah, I, I was I literally on the ground. I know you would have. Bobby, I don't know what the fuck to tell you, but I might die. Please don't die. But you did. You you let me uh, when I was I was in diabetic shock, and I just didn't know I had diabetes. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Oh and so like the only thing that would make me stop throwing up, like violently throwing up every ten minutes was to like take a really scalding hot bath. Oh. And Freddie Lockhart had kind of tricked me into going by being like, yeah, they really want to see you. Mm-hmm. Uh, my manager is interested in representing you. But really, he just wanted someone to hang out with in New York. In New York, <laughs> So yeah. he was like, yeah, we got this great ho- club set us up with a hotel, all this stuff. I'm like, cool. So we get there, and it's like, there's no hotel for us because Freddie had just like told Bobby, like, hey, I'm going to be there. Can, is it cool if we yeah. open? And Bobby's like, sure. So we get there, and Freddie, oh we're at the airport, and Freddie's like, oh, we'll get a gypsy cab. I'm just like, oh, okay. And uh, <laughs> yeah. the guy- Uber 2003. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This guy comes over, and Freddie's like, yeah, will you take us to Harlem? I'm like, that's weird that they got us a hotel in Harlem. And then they just took us, he just rented a room in the basement of a brownstone in Harlem. What? Oh, my and God. It was just I had like no idea about two that. Two beds, and then a communal shower. And so, like, I start getting sick as fuck, and I'm just le- literally have the, my towel on the ground of the communal shower, and I'm just laying in the shower with hot water pouring on me. And he was some, sick. I was so oh, sick. Jesus. Like, he, I thought he was going to die. I remember oh how God. bad. That was terrible. Yeah. But yeah, so you, you're actually good to me. You let me go to your hotel room and I did. Take yeah. the hot bath. <laughs> he did. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I did. I don't think I did. You did. I did. Yeah, because oh. you gave me your key, and you're like, my hotel's right around the corner. I'm like, all right, I might make it back for the next show. Well, yeah, well, like one time he told me I was bringing him on. I go, what do you want me to say? He goes, just say this next comic is from Detroit, Michigan, Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> <laughs> that was his intro. <laughs> Why? I have no idea. You're not no in Detroit. Up. No, no, we're at Governor's. No. Yeah, we're yeah. at Governor's. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, as soon as you say, okay, this next comic, uh, not even your headliner, this next comic coming out, he's from Detroit, Michigan, give it up for Andrew Dice Clay. And I put the mic in, the place is like, what? What the hell? <laughs> the fuck? He's not is this Detroit? a different? What is it, Detroit? I thought he was from Brooklyn. I he was from Brooklyn. Yeah, and of course, he doesn't acknowledge it. Just, no. you know, yeah, nothing, just no. goes right into yeah, his act. Right, right into he didn't he make you guys go on in the OR mm-hmm. against the comedy store as well? That was the same night we met him when we took we did the oh, photo okay. shoot and then we started telling him how we were fans of the day the laughter died and we knew all the lines and he's like, I don't even remember doing those records. Like, what did I say on there? And we started rehearsing the lines to him. <laughs> and he thought Prove to me that you he's know. Like, yeah, yeah. He's like, I said that? I said that one too? I'm like, yeah. he's like, oh my God. He goes, hey. He goes, why don't you guys, can you guys go on tonight and do those do those jokes? <laughs> and we're like, uh, yeah. He goes, well, yeah, you'll be a comedy team. Like Jim and Jim. Oh. <gasps> 
Loves the comedy team. Thing. Yeah, so I, th- I don't know who was at the store at the time. He went over to the manager. He goes, hey, put these guys on. And he's like, oh, he goes, don't put them on. I think it he was goes, Red Rob, the the. I don't I have Rust. no idea because I was my first day ever here, and I'm like, and he's like, put them on, put them on, and, and like within two minutes, he goes, all right, just work it out. What you're gonna say? He goes, then you say. He goes, just take turns. We have two mics and take turns. So me and Jim are scrambling. We have like five minutes. Like, all right, I'll do this joke. You do this one, <laughs> and then we go off. Here's the comedy team of Jim and Jim. <laughs> And we're up there, and the crowd's like, all right, what? and there's probably like 15 people in the room. And Dice, Dice is in the God, back yeah. with a couple of his buddies. I don't know who he's with. I forget. And then we're just doing like, I go, okay. And I'm like, I want to eat your cunt in a big red chair. <laughs> Silence. Yeah. Him and his buddies are rolling in the back. Loving it. Screaming. Yeah, yeah. and then Jim, uh, I want to fuck you with one sock on so I, go, <laughs> so I got something to wipe my prick off with after I'm done. <laughs> And the crowd's like, oh, yeah, fucking. these are brilliantly yeah. written jokes. Uh, Brett Mid- uh, Bet Midler shits yodels. Nobody believes me. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. Crowd's just but staring it's true. at us. And that's weird. Yeah, and and it just, they're howling. He's in the loving back. every second of it. Loving it. And yeah. then after the show, and we, I, I think I had a little cassette recorder. I recorded the set. So then we went into his Cadillac afterwards and we had to listen to the set with him. Oh, my God. <laughs> And a little then, director's commentary with an, dice. A nut. It, like a crazy effects master. That's what he does. He loves to pull an effect. Yeah, and then he says, and we were staying at the, um, uh, whatever, the Viper Room, the old hotel that was oh. there. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that Well, place. the London's there now. So we're staying over yeah. there, and we told him we're staying over there. He goes, all right. He goes, what are you guys doing tomorrow? I'm like, nothing. He's like, maybe we'll go shopping. Oh. And I'm like, all right, yeah. I mean, whatever. And we get, I guess we gave him our hotel room number. Like six thirteen or something like that, and then we're staying with two other comics, and we're like, "Yeah, oh my god, we hung out with Dice and this and that," and then we go to sleep, and like at nine in the morning, the phone rings, and we thought the other comic, my Lenny Marcus, was the comic. Oh, okay. He picks up the phone. He goes, "Hey, Dice is on the phone for you guys." We're like, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, we're ball busters. You're not getting us. Yeah. You know, we were so excited, and we're like, there's no way Dice is calling us. He goes, "No, serious, Dice is on the phone. He wants to talk to you guys." I'm like, you, "I'm not getting out of bed because I know you're lying." I swear. And I'm like, yeah, "Let me just get up just in case it's him." And I go, "Hey, hello." He's like, "Be be ready in 20 minutes. We're going shopping." <laughs> and I'm like, "Holy shit!" So me and Norton get up, and Lenny Marcus is like, "Hey, maybe I can go with you." And I'm like, "Yeah, I go. I'll ask." He's like, "Yeah, you never know." I'm like, "Yeah, I'll ask him." He goes, "I'm sure because he likes comics from New York." He's like, "All right." <laughs> so we get out to the car. <laughs> And it's us three, and he sees me and Norton. He sees Lenny. He's like, "Who are you?" And I go, "I go, Dice. This is another comic friend of mine, Lenny Marcus. Go, he come with us." He goes, "No, no." And I'm like, and he's like, "No, get out of here, get out of here." And we're oh sitting, my and we're getting God. in the car, and I'm like, "Dice, he's a nice guy." He goes, "No." And he goes, "No." He goes, "You can't be. Look at you. You can't be a comic. You're not funny. No, get out of here." Poor Lenny. And then we just got, got in the car. And, and you went. guys left. You didn't give a shit about Lenny, right? No. Of course <laughs> yeah, not. Yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. anything. Yeah, what, what are we going to fuck with him? Let's do this. And so then Dice is like, Eleanor, you seeing this? She's like, what? Just leave him alone. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, they're people. <laughs> what? Yeah. I get they it. Are. Yeah. 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 And, and he goes, they are. Just, he, he tell, just go stand by him. So it gives them an excuse to walk over there. Of course. So Eleanor goes to Dan's next to, or like in their relative area, and he walks over. He's like, "Eleanor, where are the fucking bags?" She's like, "I don't know. They're, they're coming out. It's you know they, they haven't come out yet." He's like, "Well, soon as the bags come out, you gotta grab them." He's like, ah, "I will." <laughs> and the, one of the ladies is just like giving him the meanest look ever. Like this pig. Yeah. yeah. Like they know yeah. who it is yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And he turns. And he's like. 
That's the fucking problem with women, you know? They just, they're always so spaced out. And they just never know what they need to be doing. And one of the ladies goes, you're disgusting. He goes, fucking chicks. You dudes know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I was just like, this is so uncomfortably <laughs> the great. The whole time, I'm like, I'm going to have to fight these two You didn't laugh. You didn't laugh. Oh, no, we dying. can't. We were in character. Oh, I mean, he man. was the, I'm in character. I'm we do public like, theater oh, all the no. time. Yeah. I would have lost it. That would yeah. have been it. You dudes know what I'm talking about. Just their face would have been like, well, that's it for me. Yeah, I got to fucking laugh. Oh, they were so mad. It we was would do the public, Danish, uh, Jeff Danish calls it public theater because we would do that thing where he yells at me like, terrible, like his yeah. character. And you one stupid night, woman. Yeah, right. one night we were filming. He put he wedged cameras in between the bread at Ralph's and he's like, let's meet in the middle and I'm going to start yelling at you and we're going to do the whole thing. Okay. Like, like, <laughs> so it's like a play, right? Yeah. So we're acting this thing out and he's i'm just being this feeble woman and he's screaming at me while the the camera nobody sees the camera you right, know and he's not. like get what fucking bread you want what fucking bread we need and he's screaming it's three in the morning right and we're having a blast and i'm like i don't know which one to get and i mean awful and this woman comes flying around the corner and she like we, I see her and I immediately stop because I'm nervous, right? Yeah. And she looked at me and she went, "No one has to live like this." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" I was like, "Andrew, we got to get out of here. We're gonna get arrested." That's like Pavlov the bell. She hears <laughs> yeah. her her whole life flashing in front of her face. She's like, That's, yeah. "I have to save this I woman." Gotta save someone. <laughs> I think she saw us earlier when he threw a bushel of bananas at me. So <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. That, that used to be me before I got carried. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, you yeah. big woman. Bop, you bitch. We did go running out of there because he was scared. He was like, oh, fuck. Okay, we took well, yeah, it too of course, far. We took it too far. The cops, too, too it's going to be a fucking, why are you guys fucking around? It would been one of those things. But of course, everyone in Ralph's, the people that work there are like, used yeah. to Not it. Not that woman. Yeah. No. And again. it was 3 a.m. Who's she hiding from yeah. at 3 a.m.? We thought we were in the clear fucking we around. We can't afford the Pepperidge Farm, you dumb bitch. <laughs> Get the Wonder Bread and shut up. We've got all these videos and I'm like, Andrew, you got to make a YouTube channel and just put them out. Like, like we like educated people around here. I'm like, I'm, no. I, I, I'm like, I have a, Jesus, I, have, I have a college degree. Oh, okay, okay. From where? I'm like, oh, Cal State Dominguez and stuff. Oh, cool. I'm like, I'm about to start teaching here in a little bit. You know, like, basically becoming a, a ABA instructor with autistic kids. Oh, okay. Okay, we'll start signing up. We'll get you in the mix here, you know? But it was like so like, it was a, such a wall there, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm hanging out. I literally hang out for a, a, a solid year straight. I, I show up every fucking day. And I pester Dean, hey, I want to work here. Hey, Tommy, I want to work here. I, after a while, he's like, I, I already know, hey, Seuss. I know what you're going to say. Hang tight. And I was like, <laughs> oh, fuck you, dude. I, I want to work here. I'm not taking no for an answer. That's and then, um, Hang tight. And then one day I, I, I show up and Tommy, as I'm coming up the stairs to pester him, he's like, go talk to Dean. And Dean brings me over to, to Davey Wester. And I look at David Wester. There's a guy with cerebral palsy. He has a Rambo knife dangling on the side. Yeah, dude. Full chewing on. tobacco, fumbling down his chest, like tobacco juice down yeah, the side. Yeah, draining yeah. down the neck. Oh, it was it, a beautiful sight. It was great, dude. And Straight out of uh, Euphrata, Washington. Pulls up his shirt because he's like, hey. Uh, so so Dean's like, hey, Davey, this is Jesus. Hey, Jesus, this is Davey. Davey stands up and he pulls his shirt up to like wipe the 
tobacco <laughs> juice off his no. lips. Oh, he God. shredded. That's one thing I remember. Like this dude shredded. Yeah. You know? he goes, hey, hang. Hey. What's up, man? <laughs> Damien Wester. Like, oh, Jesus, man, pleasure. He's like, so, um, so get this. Um, I'm gonna open for uh, uh, uh Josh Blue. Uh, no, no, uh, uh, John Reap. Oh, there you and, go. And, Same. And, Josh Blue. In La Jolla. He's like, so they need somebody to cover the door, and I got to show you like around. I'm like, great. So Dean's like, hey, you have to shadow him, do everything. So as I'm shadowing, I got to do the marquee that night. They made Davey Wester do the marquee? No, no. He always oh, got somebody Jesus else. Christ. Yeah, he did. So he, he's like, I, I usually get someone to do it, but you don't do it tonight. I'm like, great. He's like, go, go and get that wombly ladder. And I'm bringing it over. <laughs> wombly ladder. <laughs> You're like, is this how real you got recognize broke? Real recognize you know real. I mean? <laughs> you yeah. were normal before this, huh? <laughs> That's my cousin, you know, the ladder wobbly one. <laughs> so, so start working, and he just kind of shows me the ropes of what I got to do, and that was basically my training first day on the job. And there couldn't I got be hired. a better trainer in the world. Oh, it was great. Yeah, so, you know, you grab the letters and shit. And, uh, yeah, you got such a good impression. And um, <laughs> like he's always about to pass out, and then and and, and then just spell the comic's name in the stone. Okay. You're like, you got I, it? I don't like, need yeah, to I explain can... that part to me, Davey. <laughs> I, I figured that part out. Yeah, and it's. Uh, <laughs> I remember getting the letters and going up there, and I was like, "Fuck, man!" And I, I remember everyone just leaving, and I'm up there. It took me forever. I was up there to like past two in the morning trying to get the letters up there. I was so scared of that ladder. Sure. I'm 220 pounds on this ladder and it's like wobbly and stuff. Yeah. Davey can't hold it for you. No. (laughs) Shakes more. I'm just telling people to walk around the ladder and not bump into it. Like, I'm afraid you're going to bump into it, asshole. Like, get away from it. So, so I do that, and that's go, how I go get... Go drink your tobacco juice in the back. <laughs> right. I got this. How much tobacco do you think he swallowed? Oh, so much. All of it? <laughs> Most of it. I've never seen him spit it out. <laughs> I just remember he would, when he didn't have it in, like, you'd be talking to him, and you'd be like, what is that? And he'd just have full-on amounts of tobacco just covering his teeth. You're just like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, to get sweetest it, snapping kid. it down. <laughs> One of the greatest, man. It's just like we used to snap on each other all the time. Of course. Hey, you fucking beaner. What's up, man? I'm like, hey, man. Like, he loved it. He yeah. loved it. Oh, the more you shit on him, right. the better. And then I used to be like, uh, how come it looks like you walked in the full... Uh, I used to tell him, you look like you walked into a room full of mousetraps trying not to set them off. <laughs> and then you know, I know I would you do the act around. out. Yeah. He's like, hey, fuck you, fucking meaner and shit. <laughs> I'm like, hey, dude, if you ever get a like a production company, you should call it Bent Out of Shape Productions. <laughs> just have a silhouette of you just fucking... Fuck you, motherfucker. So we used to just go at it. But I tell you what, man, he's... Uh, a dear friend, man, and we used to go like we used to go down and um, one of my favorite stories, like he used to, he like I, he, he used to sleep in the uh, video room, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember staying here a couple times because I lived so far, just so I could make auditions. So I remember kicking it here, and uh, Davey had the hookup at the body shop, the strip club down oh, the yeah. way, and uh, he used to get hooked up with all this food. So we used to like we used to eat. You know what I mean, thanks to Davey. Oh, yeah. you know what I mean, so it was great, you know. But I remember one time we were just a couple dudes going to the strip club to get some food. No, right? I would never go. I would stay here. I'm like, like I don't want to go, That's man. That's where it's, I it's get like my noon. fruits and vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> Nourishment. Yes. The body fat. fruits and nuts. That's where you find them, <laughs> Jesus. 
so he goes down there. He's like, dude, uh, do you want a salad or something? I'm like, dude, bring me a salad. So he goes down there. We're passing out flyers for all the you know tourist bus that pull up in the front, and it's me and Randy Bench. Where you know, how far is yeah. the body shop from here? I'd, I'd say like uh, it's like two almost blocks. a mile. Bobby Lee, what's up, dude? No, he's not crashing this one. Two blocks I'm just to the body shop. No, wait, shop. so it's two blocks to the body yeah, shop. Yeah, it's just before the Laugh Factory. Yeah, yeah. Sweeter. Yeah, half halfway, you know? But it's yeah. still, it's a, it's a bit of a shit. Like, New York, two blocks is like quick. Quick, no. This LA, is... two blocks is like... It was cerebral palsy, <laughs> an extended trip. Yeah. So he goes, uh, we're passing out Uber flyers. It's an Uber surge, if yeah. you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're passing out flyers tickets for the comedy show. Me and Randy Bamps, TMZ buses or whatever. So uh, David's like, "Hey, shoot, someone bring you a salad, okay?" Like, "Yeah, dude, thanks, man." So, so, so he leaves. He's scuffing his way down Sunset, <laughs> and uh, and then you see him come back. You know, he's come back and he has a to-go box, a white to-go box, and he's just fucking just shaking it right. He's like, and and then he pulls like I'm in front, so he he gets in front of me and he does like a big reveal. Opens the like the this to go box. Hey, bought you a salad, Jesus. There's no salad in there. <laughs> There's a couple leaves sticking to the box, uh, just ranch residue and, and, and stuff. I'm like, hey man, there's no uh, no salad in there. <laughs> oh, my. he turns the box over. He looks at it, and it, and then he like swivels back and looks on Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> there's a trail of iceberg lettuce leading up to where he's standing. <laughs> It's like oh, and he felt so bad. Like oh, I love him. That, oh. That's why I love him so much. He felt so bad. Hey, Suze, that's not my style. Hey, Suze, I told you I was gonna bring you a style. I'm gonna bring you a salad. <laughs> so he thought he was like 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 he disrespect you. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm like Davey, yeah. don't worry about it. Like I'm I'm I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. And we just laughed our asses you off have after to. that. I mean, that's a sin. He he's trying so hard. Look, I I can barely walk in right. wedges. This guy's tilted yeah. in a yeah. way, and he goes everywhere. He walked everywhere. He did. He, and then he would fight. Oh, he would fight, <laughs> fight the stories he would tell me. Jesus. Yeah. yeah so this guy trying to take my CD player, and I chased him. And, you know, I had the knife and I put it on him. I'm like. So I mean, I knew I wanted to come even before I got this. Right. Nice job. And it's a nice job and everything, but I don't... I don't it's not something you like. Yeah, I didn't love it or anything, so right. it wasn't that big of a deal to lose it. Right. It's not even losing it. It was always a means to an end. But it's money. I mean, it's good money. It's good it's money. It's a real living. True, but it's, it's uh Your soul is crushed. I, it's uh, a detour on the on where I'm supposed to true. be going. Yeah. True. How, I'm not how, saying quit stand-up. I'm just yeah. saying that's But it awesome. was funny because towards the end of... Like, I was there for three and a half years, and towards wow. the end, I got a manager, and... And I was able to audition for something, so I would duck out. Oh. And uh, I booked this uh, a guest star on Chuck. Oh while, yeah, while I, I was still that. working. That was my first thing ever. While I was still working at Boeing, and so I had to. I I, I said I had a family emergency, so I could be in Warner Brothers for eight days <laughs> Smart. To, to film this thing. Oh my god! And uh, while awesome. I was there, there was some crew guy, and he he it got out that I was an engineer, and he was like. He's like, why are you doing this, man? <laughs> <laughs> like, you got you to keep your job. Because I think he's been working crew for so long. Yeah, and, yeah. And please stay. Yeah, he was Boeing. like, you got it good, man. Just Chuck ain't worth it, bro. <laughs> yeah, why do you want to? <laughs> I just I feel throw like it all the way from I this. have dreams. <laughs> we all had dreams, yeah. man. Yeah. You and Scott he, Krinsky are just standing there. Oh, yeah, like, he, we was, he, was, he was there, too. <laughs> Uh, they, they get to wear cargo shorts though their whole lives. So yeah, that's kind of nice. Pretty sweet. They so get different sweet. colored masking tape <laughs> on a belt loop. See, I respect the shit out of that. 
What are you coming up with, first of all? Oh, yeah, there you go. What, what oh, guys when like, you're a crew? Uh, I, like Jordy Reef? Fox was a door yes. guy when I was a door oh, guy. Yeah. Love Jordy. I did La Jolla Mike with you Faberman. guys a couple times. Oh, Favor Pig? I'm Rusty. <laughs> Flay. Rusty Dooley. Rusty Dooley. Reef was part of this crew. Reef came. Or was that later? A year or two after, I think. Um, who else? Uh, Caparilla was a little later. Um, did you Bobby work? Lee. Did you work Bobby here Lee. or did you just do yeah. comedy? You did. You were a doorman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so you showcase for Mitzi. Um, were you on a showcase list or were you showcasing as an employee? Oh yeah. I was. I was showcasing uh, to be, I guess, well, regular. Right. But then they made me a door guy. Oh okay. Oh, you were one of those that showcased, and then she made you a door yeah, guy? Yeah, a lot of times they would make you a door guy, or they would have you showcase again, but that was an early option. It was sort of like the buy now op for the future, you know? Right. Well, yeah, I'll take it at that price. Right, right. <laughs> so they, you, you say you want, they say you want to be a door guy. You got to do it. Right. You know, and then you're in the system. Yeah. I remember the, you being a terrible door guy. I came it was a out. nightmare though right. with with, with uh, Chewy. Oh yeah, you had you had a lot of obstacles too. It was. Like, I mean, that guy would just tear your ass a half. Absolutely. Half. <laughs> when I interviewed me to death. when I interviewed Reap, I, I would say at least a third of the hour was him talking about how much he hated Chewy and <laughs> all the instant incidents he had with Chewy, Chewy chasing him out of the building and. Yeah. I can't even imagine that because to me, Reap was like the nicest guy. He was. Not to say that he, you weren't, but he, he I could came see at you everybody fucking with him a really, little bit. He came at people like you just woke him up in the middle of the night <laughs> right. each time. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, what are you fucking doing over here, man? We can't park We're bro. fucking parking then. Fucking, fucking park that shit, bro. He's like a Mexican Ronnie. <laughs> he basically. is a Mexican Ronnie. That's awesome. <laughs> He looked like odd jobs. Okay, bro. Yeah, with the overall, that was amazing. I loved Chewy. I used to go see Chewy perform at the House of Blues. Like we didn't have a problem with him because we didn't have to deal with him. Like we were on the inside. You door guys had to deal with him because you were on the outside, kind of. Yeah. So I've... we never had a. I, I watched him la- knock out Larry Vasios. Oh. That was amazing. And Larry just got right up and was like, "Fuck you!" Like he went down. He was out for like a second, and then he jumped up and he was like, "Fuck." you chewy and he just walked yeah, out. fuck you chewy <laughs> like, larry Vasios, he has like zero he hey, weighs like you, eight you, pounds you still run that thing out of there larry tanner <laughs> larry larry. he's crazy <laughs> i mean seriously for a long time i, I like doing that for a yeah. while i used to fucking <laughs> i used to Jesus, use bubble gum that's good but they fucking try to they try to jig you off and they, they really give you what you're supposed to give you something well, that's cool, man. That's really, really cool. I really like that. It's really, really cool. I really like that. I really like that. I think that's really, really cool. No. You should try to. You should try to do Dead that. On. A franchise. I think I can help you with that. You ever? You thought about bumper stickers? No, no, nobody does bumper stickers. Come on, it's like a lot of you get like bumper stickers. <laughs> Come on. I mean, <laughs> Should we just tell the story of what happened to Ari last night? I don't see why not. <laughs> He'll edit it out. That's the thing about <laughs> oh, the show. Yeah, he, he, son he, of a bitch. He, no, he won't. I got all the power. He loves it. He's yeah. been fucking posting He's about posting it all day. All day true. on yeah. Facebook. That's all. So Ari, why don't about. you tell us so we don't see so, enough to correct us? Last night, I had a girl call me who all I right. met on Facebook, and she said, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm working at the comedy store. I was taking photos of the comedians." That's very good of you. And she goes, "Okay, I'm on my way." Hung Whoa. up, couldn't stop her. So far, so good. Yeah, she shows up at the bar. She's actually looking 
kind of good. She has a good body, wearing a tight dress. Sure. Kind of excited. You know when you start drink. with that, the face yeah. isn't the best, but go on. So we got her a glass of white wine. <laughs> sure. She's drinking it. She's <laughs> having a good time. She then starts, you know, talking to some other guys at the bar. That was a little alarming, but it's okay. I'm For not trying to wife this one. Dude, you got it. Yeah. You're still good. You bought her the white wine. Then she no. whispers in my ear that she would like to fuck me. Those are her words, not mine. She That's what she to, said. She said, I want to fuck You've you. You've got a I want to fuck you face, I believe. So I Did said, she well, mean by that, like that she was going to talk to another guy at the bar? <laughs> she, yeah. she, she's going to fuck a different dude while he bought her in drinks. In front of him. <laughs> so at this point in time, I said, well, how about I'll take you to the podcast studio? Nice. Oh, uh, Nice. You can this smell is, uh, the success you know, in this, this room. Way is could, that the new tour? I could interview her and get to know her more. Smart. So we're heading down the stairs into the basement of the podcast studio. She trips down the stairs and falls all the way downstairs. Everyone in the back hallway hears, including the door girl, Jessica Wellington. She comes down. She says, are you supposed to be down here? I said, oh, it's all good. Uh, we're going to come back up right now. At this point, when she fell, I was like, not happening. I'm not doing this. She's too I, drunk. That's sure. not a... So I, I don't think that's a rule. I start walking her back <laughs> up the stairs, but then she refuses to leave the comedy store. Yeah. Curtis says, hey, you have to leave. You're too drunk. She starts yelling. Yeah. She then jumps on Curtis to try and tackle him or other things. I'm not sure. She probably was trying she to have sex him. with him. She punches him. She bites him. Yeah. And then the cops were called. At this point, I'm hiding in the kitchen. Let me ask you this. Game was away. over when she fell down the stairs. Was it back on after she attacked the door guy? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe for one of the door guys. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it was off for me. I was done at this point. Because you were scared or because you just didn't want to? I didn't want to deal with it, to be honest. That was the biggest reason. She I was, was like, so what drunk. am I going to do with this girl when I'm done that sounds so bad when i'm done with her what am i gonna do yeah. with this girl you already said yeah. it man she's yeah. just yeah. Uh, those are your words not her yeah. yeah. those wife, ones were mine she this was your future been, wife she was just number 22 that's could true. have been number 20 yeah, yeah. yeah. Number 22 so yeah. that was my night last night wow. and i i felt i owed Curtis you're leaving out a minor detail is it minor she's a working girl yes yeah that's the detail i knew you were waiting for that but i wasn't she wasn't to me i wasn't paying for her to me it was just a date i was trying to you know turn you, her into a good woman you were gonna date a, but I a failed. hooker you well i was trying her. to so this was, was your pygmalion <laughs> <laughs> but right. she was a pig right. malian she was she was and a, a male <laughs> most importantly you know that's just Wait, when did it come up that, did when she, did it come up that she was a prostitute uh, our first encounter, which was a week earlier at a bar, and she said, I, I said, what'd you do today? She goes, oh, I had sex with a guy for $200. Okay. I really needed the money. And I said, oh, okay. I mean, that, she might not be a, a hooker then. You know, maybe she was just down and out on her luck. Yeah, I think I've done right. that a few times. Yeah. yeah. I well, think they all have. Yeah, I think we can all agree then. She was a good girl. She just was going through a rough patch. She's not a hooker. Sometimes a you need 200 patch. bucks. Yeah, yeah, a rough patch by meeting Ari at yeah. the store like you know kind of i'm a good guy i'm looking for love until i find love i'll take what else comes sure my way. you got which it. happened to be a las vegas you're not gonna hit a grand slam in the world series if you don't go to baseball practice that's right Thank no you, it's Rick. true and uh sometimes the baseball practice is down in the dugout <laughs> or in the basement <laughs> yeah in the basement <laughs> especially yeah, after basement. she's been ejected for uh, yeah. attacking the umpire <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how far we could take this baseball uh, analogy, well, but I it sounds like, it, like you struck out. He didn't even That's get to first base. <laughs> There's like three pretty famous people, and it's like, who who opened this show if all three of those guys are on there? And he's like, O'Fallon was opening, and then they did. So it was Keith Robinson and me headlining. It's possible. That's what wow. it was. Yeah, catch in Vegas, 
And it was, I, I, if I had to pick a year, I would say it was probably 95, 96. And uh, we went out and uh, I, I kind of knew Jimmy. He'd opened for me like a couple yeah. times. And so we get out there and Keith Robinson, who's the biggest ball buster of all One time. Of my favorite people. We're, we were calling Jimmy Kid Vegas because he was such a puppy. And he would come into the <laughs> green room and we would like, Keith would tell a story about like, Having a three-way on the New Jersey Turnpike while a guy was playing <laughs> dice on the hood of his car, and you know, and I'm talking about fucking this girl who was selling magazines at my apartment. And then Fallon would tell this story about like, yeah, and then uh, one time I was, uh, you know, me and my friends were having a snowball fight, and we would just start fucking <laughs> laughing at him, and he would turn red faced. So we called him Kid Vegas. We like dragged him around. Keith would be going to like uh, the, the uh, Western Union to get his fucking sister. I had to send him money because oh, he kept losing it all gambling. Yeah. And uh, and best. we called him Kid Vegas, and we had a blast with him all weekend. And like maybe nine months later, I call up Keith and I go, "Did you hear?" He's like, "Did I hear, motherfucker? Weekend <laughs> update Saturday <laughs> Live? Are you Kid Vegas?" Just like that, Kid Vegas. That's wow. The best. Yeah. Nine months later. Yeah. What year did you start doing stand up? Eighty eight. Wow. I think. And you started in Boston. Yeah. Me and Rogan started at the same time. Oh, that's right. I was going to say they would know that from the other podcast, but they don't. So nope. we just have to ask right. those other questions. The yeah, we were podcast. like, uh, he was dating my roommate, so he was sleeping over in my apartment every night for like a year. Joe was? Yeah, and then we'd go to Dunkin' Donuts in the morning and then get a Crella <laughs> and a light and sweet. Class. And we would just write jokes every day. We would fucking write jokes. We'd get, we'd get in each other's cars and drive to Hartford one night, Worcester the next night, Providence the next night, for free, just trying to get five minutes of, of stage time. For, you know, like a long time. And then we started getting paid and, um, you know, Joe started blowing all the local headliners off the stage. Oh, my God. Yeah. As like a, you know, as a feature act. And he'd only been doing it a few years when he was, they had to start headlining him because nobody wanted to go on after him anymore. He, I mean, you, what year did you come to L.A.? Or did you go to New York uh, first? 99. I went to New York first. Oh, okay. So I was in Boston all... till like uh, probably 92, 93. And then I was in New York for about eight years, and then I came out here in 2000. Did you ever showcase for Mitzi out here? No. No, no I've only been working here for uh, two or three years since I, Adam came in. Yeah, but I've known you. I'm like, I know this guy. I don't understand why. I think because we're both Irish, we just think we knew each other longer than we did. <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> it really is. must be related. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I have that feeling about Irish people. Yeah. Of like, it, there's just... You just knew. I just, I know you. I don't, I, we're immediately going to be friends. I know that. <laughs>